I'm Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peach Reeds 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new frontier. PA contractor number PA039007. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Greg Gang is with us. He is the voice of the Seawolves, the general manager uh, for communications. And Greg, it's opening day here. Uh, thoughts? Happy it's here. Be happier when it's done. <laughs> I love yeah, it. it's, uh, you know, six months of work go into this, and we got a little bit of a late jump to the offseason. That, that's our shortest offseason in team history because of Why the playoffs. Oh, well, we're, playoffs. we're playing longer. In, so we used to wrap up the regular season on Labor Day. Uh, now that's like the 17th, 18th of September every year, plus you had playoffs on top of that. So we didn't get really kicking in the offseason until October. Uh, so that's one fewer month that we've had to, uh, to prepare. So our staffs work very hard. Um, sales are looking good for, uh, for, for the season. And now all we need is uh, some big crowds at the ballpark this week. Awesome. So uh, it looks like about the most perfect weather forecast for April uh, opening day here uh, in Erie. Yeah, I, I put this out on Twitter on uh, on Saturday, and since 2004, we've only had three opening days at UPMC Park with temperatures of 60 degrees or above. So this year will be the fourth time in the last, what is that, 20 years <laughs> right. that we're going to have a nice opening day, and then the weather just keeps getting better throughout the week. So we have the noon game at 1235 on Wednesday. Uh, it's looking like high 60s that day. Thursday is the two-buck Thursday. Um, those are always popular nights as it is, mm -hmm. even when it's cold out. Uh, we're looking at like 70 degrees on Thursday, so that could be a huge night for us. And then the weekend looks sharp as well. So anytime you can get 60s and 70s this time of year in Erie, Pennsylvania, with you know nice conditions and no rain, we're going to take that because it doesn't happen very often. Absolutely. And, and that shock factor of the players coming from Florida to Erie is not going to be as dramatic as if they were playing in the 40s. You know what? We saw that shock factor with both teams this past weekend in uh, in Akron. The, the the second game of that series, there were there were 20 walks and like four hit batters between the two teams in one game. Uh, it was 35 degrees by the end of the game, oh and it was just brutal. And so we've had plenty of days like that here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, for, for us here in Erie, uh, other teams play more night games this time of year. We, we have taken the approach over the years that we'd like to play more day games earlier in the year, kind of cater that business crowd because, look, it's tough. People are still in school, and you just don't know what the temperatures are going to be like at night, so you hedge your bets and, and play more games during the day. And I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say Akron was probably second-guessing some of those game-time choices <laughs> with, uh, with, with what we, they were dealt this past weekend. But, um, yeah, they, they had a bit of a shock coming yeah. from Lakeland to, uh, to 40s and 30s. Let's talk baseball here. What did you like? What didn't you like this weekend? 
from what you saw? Uh, I really like, like the starting pitching a lot. Um, I know you had talked with Gabe Alvarez, and mm -hmm. he's pretty high on the starting pitching. I mean, the starting pitchers each went four innings and didn't allow a run the entire weekend. Wow. So that was uh, that was encouraging to see. Ty Madden in four innings struck out ten hitters and tied his career high in strikeouts. So if he keeps that up, he might be in Detroit pretty soon. Um, offensively, they were sluggish the entire weekend. Um, you know, I, I think that that has to do with cold temperatures. Uh, really, you know, one, one thing people don't realize, too, Joel, is that when you're in spring training, you don't play under the lights at all. All your games are at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So it takes an adjustment for hitters, especially when you're playing those night games for the first time. Uh, and one way teams kind of counteract that is they'll do a nighttime workout. And that was our plan to do this year. Okay. Uh, Wednesday was the day we had the tornado warnings and uh, watches throughout the region. So we could not work out under the lights on Wednesday. So those guys went in blind as far as playing at night. Um, and, and for a lot of those guys, they hadn't played at night since uh, the end of last season. Um, so that is the big adjustment for hitters is, is – different stadium settings and, and playing under the lights because that changes how you have to approach. Um, and, and it's weird because it, it, you wouldn't think that that's the case, but the yeah. ball looks different and, yeah. and the air is different at night. And so uh, it takes usually a few games for the hitters to uh, to really get their feet under them. And Akron's got a pretty decent pitching staff, so yeah. I, I think our guys are, are looking forward to getting back home and with, with some better temps. So really, at this level, at the AA level, they're not playing winter ball generally. Some guys are, um, you know, but but even the guys who went and played in the Arizona Fall League, those yeah. games aren't at night either. So those okay. are all day games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, a lot of those exhibitions and, and winter ball. Winter ball they play nighttime, but uh, not many guys uh, at this level go. I think Yaya Shentuf played for uh, one of the. Uh, uh, I don't know if he was Venezuela or Dominican leagues. Um, okay. There's usually a handful of guys every yeah. year that go, but but it's not the bulk. Talk about. Um, it, what this season looks like for the Tigers organization because sometimes if the bigs are not doing well that means a lot of churn at our level if they're doing if they're doing well then we have more stabilization is that accurate it's such a transition time for the Tigers right now they have a new president in Scott Harris he came over from the San Francisco Giants so his first year in charge is now uh, we really don't know how he's going to operate um, you know one of the things that Gabe has mentioned time and time again is getting these guys comfortable playing multiple positions um, you know the, the the goal in the big leagues is always to have an all-star in every position but until you get your organization to the point where you're the Dodgers or the Yankees where you have solidified guys at every spot you know right now you look at the Tigers and, and who are your mainstays in that lineup every day. Well, you know Riley Green's going to be in center field. You know Spencer Torkelson's going to be at first base, and you know Miguel Cabrera is going to be the designated hitter. Beyond that, it's wide open up there. They've been searching for a third baseman for the last eight years and haven't been able to find that guy. So the minor leagues are going to help themselves out a lot if they can go out and play multiple positions because they make themselves marketable commodities for the big leagues. That that's amazing. So coming into opening day tonight, um, what are we what are we looking at as far as uh, who's going to uh, be the starting pitcher and yeah, what's so, the lineup look like? Um, so Sawyer Gibson Long is going to be the starting pitcher on opening night. He was here at the end of last season, came over in a trade with uh, the Twins. Uh, former Seawolf Michael Fulmer uh, was traded from Detroit to Minnesota, and we got Sawyer Gibson Long back. So uh, he looked good. He made a relief appearance in Akron last week. Looked very good, and so he's got good stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Make his first home start of the year uh, later tonight. And then uh, offensively, um, I, I, I've not seen Gabe's lineup yet for the opener. I kind of know – I think I know who's going to be where. But, uh, again, it's it's one of those where he, he's got it all mapped out for the first two to three weeks of the season of who's going to play on what days and what positions. Uh, and it's just a matter of, of what lineup he's going to plug and play, uh, depending on who the opposing starting pitcher is. 
when when it comes to a, a batting philosophy, where where are the Tigers overall, and what's Gabe specifically? Are we are we playing short ball? You know, uh, singles. Uh, you know, this year you're not going to see the power that you had last season, and that was such an aberration. I mean, we set a team record with home runs last season. You're not going to get that this year. The, the power is not going to be there. This is going to be a pitching dominated team. A very good offense, but I think it's going to be more small ball, spray the ball around the field. I don't think you're going to see a lot of bunting, uh, but you're going to see a lot of pinch running. We they, they pinch ran a lot in Akron to yeah. try and, and and change the matchups up a little bit there. So uh, I think Stolen it's going to be bases. Um, yes and no. There are some guys with speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might see more hit and runs than we saw last year. Last year it was pretty much just wait, get on base, wait back in the big boppers like Neporty and and uh, and Kerry Carpenter. They're going to knock it out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, heck, those two alone had I think 55 home runs between the two yeah. of them. Um, so you're you're not going to have that kind of team this year. There there are some guys who could put it out of the ballpark, but it's going to be more of manufacturing runs uh, than than the sit back and wait and wait for that home run. All right, let's talk about fan experience yeah. here, and I'll get more into this with Greg Coleman, but. Um, I mean, you already mentioned it. Thursday night, big night with the, yeah. with the two dollar Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, you've got a, bi- a business special on Wednesday. Uh, talk about some of that stuff. Yeah. So the, the, this first homestand, obviously tonight, opening night, tomorrow will be the twelve thirty five game, and that's uh, Howl at the Noon. We're actually having a Stadium Club special that day. So for thirty bucks, you get lunch and your ticket in the Stadium Club oh, on nice. Wednesday. Wow. Um, so it's an all-you-can-eat uh, Smith's hot dogs and sausage buffet up in the club that day. Thursday is a two-buck Thursday. Friday night is schedule posters, and then back-to-back day games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, fireworks will start up in May. Uh, we have 13 fireworks shows this season. Uh, one of the things I did want to bring up is, uh, you know, we, we have a new partner um, and that has sponsored the uh, the Funland at oh, the ballpark right. this year. So our, our flagship Funland will be absolutely free for the kids this season. And that is uh, PA Virtual Charter School uh, underwritten the fun zone uh, has underwritten the fun zone for this season. So that'll be a neat experience. We have some new inflatable games for the kids down there, um, and and you, that's a that's a piece of the business where we were looking for that right partner to underwrite it because that's a huge piece of what we do. I mean that we we you know quite frankly make a lot of money off of that area. So it, it took the right partner to make that free for uh, for the kids this season. So that's uh, that's an exciting element, and it just help, helps add to that experience. And now now little Johnny doesn't need to walk up to Daddy and say, Hey, I need an extra five. <laughs> bucks to go right. play in the fun zone. Yeah, right. um, I want to get lost. Give me yes, five bucks. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing that we, yeah. we really focused on heavily this year is sort of that local aspect on the food and beverage side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, CA Curtsy's our main food service provider. Um, Gordon's uh, Butcher and Meat Market, they are, uh, they, we have a partnership with them. They're going to have a specialty Philly cheesesteak on the menu again this year. Stanganelli signed on for the pepperoni balls. They're the official pet ball of the Seawolves. We'll serve those. Uh, we a uh, new partnership with New York Lunch, and we're now carrying their Greek sauce. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out here. We have uh, Arendelle Cellars and Brewing Company is our official wine partner. Uh, and then we have Double Play Rosé, which is our official team-branded wine. That's available at the ballpark, at the winery, and actually now at grocery stores. So pretty cool that our logo is now at the grocery stores and yeah. liquor stores cool. in the community. Um, Mishka is our official vodka. It's a not local, but a Pennsylvania-based company. And then Altered State Distillery, we also have uh, them as our official local spirit provider as well. And they have their spiced rum uh, and several of their other spirits on tap uh, at the ballpark as well. 
Talk about uh, the, the 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 team shop because mm -hmm. you're doing some partnerships with Erie Apparel. Yeah, right? we do. We have uh, Erie Apparel is uh, that we have a partnership with them. So a lot of our garments are coming from them locally as well. Um, so it's uh, it's a nice mix. You know, we have our, our our regular minor league baseball licensees that we go through with New Era and Nike and Under Armour, uh, but it's nice to have that local flair mm -hmm. as well with the Erie Apparel gear, and they do really nice stuff. And so we have some of their designs and some of the things that we've designed that they put on shirts. Talk about this this uh, thing that started around Hallow Halloween. The Howling Dead. The Howling Dead, because that's become a almost like a a thing of uh, itself. It has. Uh, so yeah. we'll be wearing those hats and jerseys every Thursday night. Thursday nights. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we put that out, we knew it was going to skew to certain demographics, and those and we were completely wrong. It skewed to everybody. Mm -hmm. we, we thought it was going to be that male twenty five to forty five demo. Women, children, men, all ages have been buying this. We sold hats to all 50 states. Um, and it's just been a phenomenon that, you know, we went through. It was, it's been our top-selling hat. It, it has outsold our regular game hats. It, that's how that's popular amazing. this has been. Yeah. To the point where we placed an order that was supposed to get us through all of the year. And after about a month of sales, we ran so low on product that our merchandise director had to place an emergency order with New Era just to make sure I had hats for the team. That's how big that is. And then we introduced the pepperoni balls just a few weeks ago. Right. And within three days, we already had shirts sold out. I, the, the, it's, it's just well-designed, and, and people have just jumped on it. So those have been two really good additions uh, this year that we're, we're pretty pumped about. And it's, you know, anytime that you go to the drawing board, and we, we work with a guy, and he's good friends with Greg Coleman. Uh, his name is Dan Simon, and he has Studio Simon out of Louisville, Kentucky. Dan Simon has done Super Bowl logos, minor league baseball logos. He's done colleges. He's done winter meetings logos. So this guy's really, really good. And Greg has a longstanding relationship with Dan. And so those two just banter back and forth about different projects. And, and it's just, you know, it's almost like a passion of ours of like, what's next? Mm -hmm. and, and every year it's like, what can we do to top what we did last year? And I don't know what is going to top these two, um, but it's, it's just, it's fun to kind of see that from, initial designs to us tweaking everything and then the final product and when and when the fans respond as they have for both of those um those things it's like okay this is really cool because uh, we, we we have something good here and and you know quite frankly i've said this many times that we are the best dressed team in the eastern league we absolutely are our stuff looks clean and crisp and to the point where gabe alvarez this year and i should have told you this before you interviewed him <laughs> i've talked about it on the air his shoe game is outstanding. He actually this offseason went and bought different pairs of shoes to wear with every uniform combination oh that we have. Wow. So he has ones with pink for our pinatas. He has yellow when we wear the yellow tops. He's got red ones. He's got black ones. And they are, I mean, when you come to the games, make sure you check out Gabe. <laughs> Gabe he, he has certain, he even has like certain gray ones to wear with the gray pants on the road with the yellow and red and all that. And then has certain ones to wear when we have white at home. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny to see. And he was so excited to show me all the different pairs of shoes that he got for this season. But it's fun. When yeah. the players embrace it and the fans embrace it, that means you know you have something good. Greg, uh, I want you to talk about the media. First off, again, you're going to be able to be heard on uh, 1330, right? Correct. And then um, also 
online because not you know not everybody can get to every game, sure. every home game, and they want to listen to the away game. So thirteen thirty a.m. But also right off your website, you can listen, right? Yeah. So we have many different ways now. Um, obviously, the the traditional radio is um, is how a lot of people listen. But right on SeaWolves.com um, as well. Uh, also, MILB has their own app. You can listen on there. Also, a new partnership this year uh, is with Bally Sports. Okay. And so all of our games this year, if you download this Bally Live app yeah. and you go in there and they have a thing called M- and clearly we're talking on radio so the folks right. can't see this right now, but yeah. there's a thing that says MLB, MILB Zone. And so I can click that and you can watch all the Seawolves games for free by downloading the Bally Live app oh, this so year. Oh, so we don't need a subscription you, to watch so, it on your so phone? So there, there is an MILB TV again this okay. year. That is the subscription service. Gotcha. Also, when you buy the MLB TV package, I know a lot of people get that. You now get all the Tiger affiliates with that platform. And you can watch the games for free on the Bally Live app. So if you have an iPad or an iPhone or an Android device, you can watch all of our games on there. I mean, the, the, the true Tiger fans, Yes, they're into all of this, right? Yeah. No, our viewership has been great. Uh, and, and even with the paid platform of MILB TV, uh, Erie ranks amongst the tops in minor league baseball because of all the prospects we've had. So, so many people are interested in the minor leagues, especially when you have prospects. And so our ratings numbers have been through the roof, which is great for our team partners, too. Right, I mean, every right. time that you see a sign uh, out at the ballpark, then you're seeing that on the TV broadcast. That's mm-hmm. extra impressions for your sponsors. Th- that's cool. Talk about local coverage here. Again, you've got your 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 main two guys from the from the TVs and uh, Tom Risenweber mm-hmm. from the newspaper, right? Yeah, we're pretty fortunate uh, in this media market, and and look, we're the only thing going on sports wise in the summertime, and so we, we we are very blessed. And I know a lot of teams would kill to have the media market that we have with all the attention. I mean, the fact that you're down here on opening day uh, is great. We talk all the time. You guys mm-hmm. are, are such big supporters of the team. You have the two television stations that do so much, uh, and then uh, the local radio and and, and TV or and uh, and the newspaper as well. I mean, Tom, boy, what a dream Tom Risenweber is. Yeah. I mean, that that guy, that guy might be the best beat writer in minor league baseball with all he. I, I, I you know, Tom and I are really good friends, but the work that that guy puts in on a daily basis to cover this team, uh, it, the people are, people should feel very fortunate that they are in a market that covers this team as well as they do, uh, and, and that just helps our cause. And, and like I mentioned before, you know, you talk about our, our team partners with you know the TV side of things. The more those guys cover games today, the more they are going to see, you know, the advertisements. I, I sent our owner, Fernando Aguirre, a text a little bit ago. Uh, one of the TV stations is out this morning doing TV coverage with uh, with Brandon Shans, our head groundskeeper. And right in the background is our uh, our, our giant snowblower partner, Aaron, CVS, right. Gannon University is yeah. up there, and all yeah. that's getting on, on TV. It's so valuable. And, mm. and you know, for, for what our partners spend with us, we want to we want to make sure that they are getting – their value and then some back, and that's what you when you sign up for a partnership with the SeaWolves, we do everything we can to make sure your sign or your advertisement in the ballpark is seen as much as possible because we want these partners to come back year after year after year. There's no doubt. I, I got a chance to spend a game up in the press box last mm-hmm. year. I was amazed at how much activity was going on for the fan experience here in the in the stadium. So, I mean, you've got the high resolution uh, uh, display. But there's all those cameras and all that graphics, and there's a lot to put, we to, have, put this on here. We have one heck of a setup. I mean, they, well, look, Erie Events spent almost $2 million on our control room. I mean, that's that's wow. the level of technology we have between the boards and everything that went along with it. It was about $2 bucks. Wow. Um, you know, we have a six-camera operation for games. Some teams are operating with two. 
Uh, we have the center field cam. We have third base home, uh, home plate cam, first base cam, high home behind the plate. We're actually going to be installing cameras into the bullpens this year. Goodness. We have an inside the dugout camera. Uh, so uh, there's so much our guys can do. And then we have uh, we have the roving cameras as well that just capture footage. And uh, we have a, a satellite. Uh, That's uh, your kiss cam, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have the satellite cams that, right. that go throughout, and they, can, yeah. and they can capture fan engagement as well. So right. uh, our, our entertainment team, we actually added uh, two people. So we, we added Jason Doherty, who's a local kid. Uh, we brought him on last year. He was from Union City and went to Edinburgh. Uh, we hired him as our director of entertainment. And then Lena Bannock who came on as an intern last year. She was a Penn State Barons student. And so we hired her uh, in a full-time role as their, our director of fan engagement. So those two kind of tag team everything from the entertainment side. Uh, and they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, the atmosphere that those two put on during the playoffs last year, holy smokes, was that amazing. And the players are still talking about it today, Seriously. how good they did last year. Wow. Um, you know, we, we utilized Rob Frank uh, mm -hmm. from our Frank Media for our media day. Our media day setup is about as good as it gets. I mean, I, I see pictures of other teams, and they have, you know, they're, they're in a room the size of ours, a 10-foot room with a, a sheet up on the wall, and they take pictures. We have three stations set up on our media day, one for photos, one for moving headshots, and one for player interviews, and it's all professional television equipment. And when you hear guys remarking, wow, this is what we expect in big league camp, and we see it here, that's how you know you're doing it right. That's fantastic. All right, uh, I've got like uh, two minutes with okay. Gagne. Is it uh, rapid fire time here? <laughs> well, no, I mean, just think, think about, okay, uh, what would be the biggest surprising thing for a fan to, as they show up? Again, free uh, bounce houses, yes. that's pretty cool, you know? No, it is. Biggest surprise this year. Gosh, I, I don't know if there's anything that's uh, – I think our entertainment. Uh, yeah, that, I, yeah. I would say our entertainment. They, they've been working hard on some new in-between inning stuff, and, and it might not all be ready for That's my day. wife's favorite. Yeah, and in -between lot, you know, I, I say this a lot, Joel. Your, your core baseball fan is about 30% of your audience. Mm -hmm. The other 70% are here for the food, the entertainment, the fireworks. you got to find something that, that checks all the boxes. And so I think that as the season progresses – and our two folks in charge of that really get their feet under them with some new on-field stuff. I think fans are going to be very excited to see that this year. Yeah, the um, as far as traditions, I mean, we're still talking about local people singing the national yep. anthem. Uh, you know, you're going to do your preview out yeah. there and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, a lot of that stuff is back. Everything the fans like is going to be back and then, and then some. You know, every year we go into it, how can we top the year before? And, uh, well, obviously the way to top it is to win a championship. Um, <laughs> right. but, but otherwise, you know, that, that's out of our control. What, what we can control is the fan experience. And we work so hard. And, you know, the best way the community can, can tell us that is that, to show up. Yeah. And, and we want big crowds. And, and these guys feed off of that. And, you know, we, we've been blessed with good weather opening week. I hope we see some good crowds because the guys really want to see it. Well, again, uh, we, we've been saying, even if you come once a month, yes, you know, April, May, June, July, August, September. Joel, that, that, every minor league baseball team's in the same boat. If you had every fan who came out twice a year, they came out that third game, then your attendance would double. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's the reality happen, of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, these are community assets, and, and we need the community to step up in a big way because at the end of the day, we did everything we could, and we did save this franchise. And mm -hmm. when Major League Baseball reevaluates everything after the end of the 10 years of this agreement, we don't want them to look at Erie and say, boy, you know what? The attendance numbers aren't where we want them to be. The community's not responding the way we'd like to see it respond after being there for 10 more years. They can pull the affiliation after 10 years. And so we don't want to ever give them a reason to not keep baseball in Erie. And the best way to do that is to have fan support. And I'm talking just the, the corporate side – 
and you look at our outfield wall this year, they've done their job. You sure have. They have yeah. done their job. The season ticket base is continuing to grow. Uh, quite frankly, I would like to see more involvement from our political leaders uh, mm. and, and getting them involved more, whether that's them buying a ticket plan or whether that's them coming to games more or, or giving tickets to their constituents. I'd like to see that a lot more. We need this to be an all-community buy-in to make this thing successful long-term. We're going to hold up our end of the bargain and make sure that things are fresh and new at the ballpark every year. Our owner invests hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on this place, and now we need the fan support from all aspects of the community. So come on out to the ball game. Thank you, Greg Gagnon. Appreciate it, Joel. We've got the president and general manager of the Erie Seals, Greg Coleman, with us here uh, on opening day. And, Greg, uh, another season. Uh, what's your uh, enthusiasm level right now? Excited to get going. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, so much work goes into getting this place ready for for opening day, and uh, you know, it, it, I just want to give a shout out to you know all the all the staff, the, the game day crew members, uh, all of our supporters, the fans, and the sponsors for everything they do because we just we couldn't do it without them. So, uh, big shout out to them. When you talk about Erie and baseball, uh, again. Uh, we had a checkered past before we had the stadium. I mean, there were there were whole decades that we missed in the history of baseball in Erie. Why do you think the Seawolves have been so consistently successful? Well, you know, I think I think we have a nice ballpark. That's a great foundation. Uh, we, you know, we have uh, some folks who did a lot of great work back in the mid '90s to to have the foresight to you know to to put the ballpark downtown to have a good plan for it. Uh, and so I think it starts with having good bones. Mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, going from that, uh, we've had great community support. Um, you know, we are not the biggest market in the Eastern League, but yet when you talk about fan support in terms of number of games they attend per person uh, to sponsor support based on market size, um, you know, we are we are usually number, you know, one, two, or three in one of those categories. Really? Uh, and, you know, now, of course, obviously, we've got a slight disadvantage. We've got this uh, body of water that's uh, about 10 blocks away, which knocks out about half the population possibility for us. But, sure. uh, but, but you know, but, you know it, it gives and it takes away. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, you know, travelers and tourists that come during the course of the year, and, and that water certainly is a big reason why they're here. So, uh, so no, I, uh, I, I think we've had great support from the fans from the sponsors. Uh, Erie Events has been a tremendous partner of ours. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've gone out and, you know, continue to improve the facility. And and then, of course, our, our leadership. You know, it doesn't happen. Uh, I will tell you that, you know, the, the work that um, Governor Shapiro did uh, mm. before he was governor yeah. uh, took an interest in our Erie Ball Club and, uh, and, and certainly worked behind the scenes to help do some things for us as well as our local leaders and local delegation here. So, you know, without their support to keep baseball in northwest Pennsylvania, it wouldn't be here. So we we'd very much appreciate all of their efforts as well. And not, not to kind of uh, remember a nightmare, but people need to understand how close we were to losing that franchise. Oh yeah, we were we were we were dead. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we were off the list. We were we were effectively done. You know, mid November. Uh, uh, what I guess it was it uh, 20, 20, right? 2019, 2019. Go, yeah, twenty nineteen going into twenty twenty. Uh, we we weren't sure if we had played our last baseball game. Uh, now you know, there's obviously a different path. You could not yeah. be an affiliated team. You could be an independent team. Uh, but when you talk about that that checkered path, 
uh, past, the uh, that path to success as an independent franchise is much, much more difficult. It is, uh, you know, you, you don't have necessarily the credibility. You don't necessarily have the up-and-coming stars. Sometimes you have people that have, have, have played in the big leagues, but they their, their best baseball often is behind them. Now, that's not everybody. Mm-hmm. The guy that just won MVP of our league last year, Quincy Naporti, for the Seawolves, came out of independent ball. So there's obviously talent yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's just, it's challenging, and it's challenging. And so it becomes a lot less reliable, and some of those folks who, uh, who are supporters of us now, that affiliation with Major League Baseball is pretty darn important. And, um, and it doesn't mean that they wouldn't be supportive of us. It just means that uh, maybe some of the value they would realize wouldn't be as great. And so, so it's, uh, it, it, thankfully, we were able to, to work behind the scenes, again, with, uh, with our, our local leaders, with our partners, with the Detroit Tigers and Erie Events, uh, to find out exactly how we could get out in front of this thing, even though we were already behind it. Right. Um, you know, we ended up going from being sort of at the, at the back of the list to being at the front of the pack. And so when, when standards came down in terms of what needed to be done for all of these, uh, these facilities across the nation to get them up to Major League Baseball affiliated standards, uh, Erie all of a sudden was, was the, uh, the poster child for, wow. for you know, how to do it and do it right. So uh, very, very thankful for everybody that made it possible. You are 100% right. I am not anxious to go back and do that again. No. But I do know that we've shown time and time again that we've got a lot of fight in us. There's no doubt about it. When when the fans come into the stadium tonight and this season, they're going to notice that there's a significant uh, level of support coming from corporate Erie uh, to support the Seawolves, even some national brands, uh, CVS, Aaron's, and so on. That's got to be gratifying for you and your sales team. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, we, we have had uh, now several years of, of record-breaking sales with sponsorships, both both inside the Erie market and outside the Erie market. I think uh, we we certainly, you know, without the folks that are in the Erie market, we you know we wouldn't be here. But I think what is tremendous is that we're also now drawing attention from outside the Erie market who are folks saying, hey, we'd like to invest in Erie. We'd like to, you know, we, we like what the team is doing. We saw that you won promotion of the year uh, and that you were, you know, you, you are very forward thinking in, in the way you go about your different ideas. We want to, we want to be a part of that. And so uh, the number of businesses we work with now that are out of you know, your, your, your Pittsburgh or, you know, Aaron's is in Wisconsin, right? right? Yeah. Now, obviously, yeah, we do have a leg up there that, it's, <laughs> that it snows an awful lot near Pennsylvania. Sure. Um, but, uh, but no, it, those types of businesses, uh, they, they spend money with us, and that's money we can spend in the, in the market. Uh, and the multiplier effect of that is tremendous. So we're, we're thankful to have that support. And, and, but it, yeah, certainly, we've had folks that have been with us since 1995, the Plyler entry systems mm-hmm. of the world, you know, the, the, that, that, you know, without those types of folks, uh, this doesn't go. Talk about the economic engine that a minor league team of this of this stature can be for a market like Erie. Because I think we we hear about okay, well, we're just trying to cover the expenses with the sponsorship. No, but there is there is money coming into the market. Oh no, there's like there's absolutely through the sponsorships, through the ticket sales, there's money coming into the market, and then then in terms of how we're spending the money, you know we're we we provide about two thousand uh, hotel nights in the market just through direct spending. That's not people that are coming to games. That is just you know what 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 we're doing, wow. <laughs> right? Wow. So you know so you know so we've got we've got a lot of uh, you know impact there. Uh, 
food and beverage. You know, we're, we're buying all kinds of things. And, you know, while, while some of those are going to be, you know, national brands because there are certain products that are, you know, through national brands, but there's an awful lot of folks who are local businesses who are here at the ballpark. Your, you know, your Smith's Hot Dogs, your Stanganelli's Pepperoni Balls. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, you pick six John Russell Brewing Company beers on tap this year. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, your Arendelle Cellars wines and, uh, and your altered states uh, in terms of, you know, uh, spirits. So there's, there's all kinds of uh, local products like those that, you know, we're able to go out and do partnerships with those folks because of the support that we have. Uh, if, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for them to be aligned with us if they were going to come out and sell one bottle of something, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, so, so the more support we get, the more we can go back and we can support those businesses. And I'm just talking about, you know, the things we sell at the ballpark. You go beyond that. You know, there's, you know, there's Erie Apparel products that we sell mm. online through our website. Uh, there's the, the businesses that get business after our games, the Plymouth Taverns, the Brewery Union Station, you know, the UPIC 6 taps, ha- tap houses. You know, when we play a game, you know at those places that we play a game, right? Yeah, so yeah. so uh, the multiplier effect is, is pretty significant. And again, I, I could go on for, you know, days about things like, you know, you know, you know, buying our local insurance and all those right, types of things, well, but, sure. but it is, it is, it's impactful. And, you know, um, it really is a two-way street. Our, our philosophy is and has been, you know, if we're good to the community, the community will be good to us. And I think it has played out exactly as we've designed it. Talk about how not only like the Super Tiger fans will come to Erie, they'll make their uh, pilgrimage to Erie as they go through all the ballparks, but also you know, uh, the Akron fans will come when Akron is in Erie because it's a short run and it's kind of fun to come to the lake. Or And you'll see that uh, in Altoona and so on, right? I mean, Oh, no, you definitely see that. You definitely see it. If you if you look at the, the parking garage around Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend, you see all kinds of Michigan plates, you know. Oh, interesting. Uh, uh, so, you know, <laughs> you know, so you've got that, uh, Ohio plates. Uh, you know, we have... Uh, Fans who take bus trips from other cities, you know, the Reading Fighting Fields, you know, uh, you know, fan club has taken trips up here. Our folks are doing the same, by the way. Right, they're, right. They're, uh, they're 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 taking some trips out there, but uh, but no, it's 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 great to be able to see folks come into Erie, spend time in Erie. In many cases, it is their introduction to Erie. Um, I can tell you, having worked in another team in our league in, in Trenton, you know, we were maybe not as far away as you could be from Erie, but I, I can tell you that. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of awareness in Trenton of Erie. We were in the same league, right? Yeah. And other than other than, you know, you know, going out and playing each other three times a uh, you know, you know, one one three game series in each place a yeah. year, we just didn't have a ton of awareness around that. I think what we've been able to do with, with some of the things promotionally that we've done, uh, and uh, and and also the you know what what Major League Baseball has done to elevate minor league baseball has helped as well. Uh, I think we've been able to lift Erie's awareness within at least you know the baseball world. I think I think folks now look at Erie as a place. Hey, you know what? That would be a great place to go up for a long weekend and mm-hmm. uh, and catch a game because we've got this great facility. Again, we've we've got the uh, the credibility of winning those awards, and so they want to check us out. And uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it's great to know that when they come and they see what we're doing here, that they might also visit Presque Isle and stay overnight in uh, in a hotel and uh, and grab dinner at one of our local restaurants and maybe try one of our local beers or spirits or, you know, you name it. So, and certainly we're not letting them out of town without having a Smith's hot dog, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Greg Coleman is our guest. He's the general manager of the Erie Seagulls. Um, Greg, Greg, talk about the crossover effect. Again, uh, if you, if we talk to Visit Erie, we want to be able to 
have, let's say, somebody come to Waldemere and come to a ball game, or vice versa, or Splash, or, you know, the pirate ship, or what have you. Is that working, or do, can we can we do uh, stronger efforts to make those crossovers happen? Yeah, I think it's I think it's happening, but I also think that it can happen more often. I think uh, I think we are definitely working with the local hotels so they know that we're here and what we're doing during the course of the summer. So I think that's already happening. Yeah. I think you know, it, it is interesting because I think we do have a number of tremendous attractions in town, and there is some cooperative work. But I think we're all running about a million miles an hour at the same exact time because we all got that like three-month season, right, where we have got to be tip-top shape and going. Yeah. And, and, hey, you know, this year maybe it's a little different. Maybe we get a little, little, <laughs> little, get some more, little, yeah. little shoulder season yeah. with this, um, uh, yeah. this uh, slightly warmer weather mm -hmm. in April. So, um, But, you know, I, I think there's more that can be done. There's definitely collaboration. Uh, we're having a weekend uh, in, in uh, late May, Memorial Day weekend. It's our summer kickoff weekend. We'll be featuring a lot of attractions and, and things from around Erie that, you know, we want folks to come up that weekend, spend time at the ballpark, but also see that, these entities are represented out here. Hey, maybe I'll stop here and I'll, you know, go visit whatever it might be. You know, yeah. so uh, so uh, I think I think we are hopefully a draw that gets people here. But when they get here, I want them to see the reason I fell in love with Erie. Mm -hmm. My family was raised here. Um, you know, my 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 daughter's going to go go to school here for her entire life. Wow. And that is because um, that is because when we came here, we just we knew that this was a place that was a great place to raise families. There's so many things. The number of assets, community assets we have here for the number of people that live here is ridiculous. Uh, I, you know, I grew up in central New Jersey, and if I wanted to, to go to a zoo, I had to go to New York or Philadelphia. We didn't have our own local television station in central New Jersey. I had to pick it up out of New York City or Philly as well. Here we've got two local TVs that are stations, or two groups, I should say, yeah. that are able to really kind of tell, tell these stories every day. Uh, I can I can roll out of my house, roll out of my driveway, and I can be at the zoo in seven minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on, you know? Exactly. Uh, so the, the convenience and uh, access, uh, I think it's just a wonderful, and I think we are a, a great story that, frankly, just needs to be told louder and more often. Uh, and so uh, so I think we're trying to do our part to make sure that we, we tell our part of it. We're going to leave it there. Greg Coleman, uh, hope that you have a great season. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Gabe Alvarez is with us. He's the manager of the Erie Seawolves of the 2023 edition. Uh, Gabe, uh, you're you're still in the glory of going to the championship series last year. What are your thoughts of coming off of last year and entering into this new season? Well, just very excited. You know, last year was a, was a special year. We had a special group. Uh, we have a lot of those guys back. Um, and, and I feel this year's team is, is, is better in, in a lot of ways. So uh, we're excited, you know, going into the season. What's your philosophy of coaching at this level at AA? Again, people have always said, hey, this is an instructional league. Uh, we're, we're doing skills here. But you have said you want to win. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it's, it's a balance. We, uh, development is always going to come first. You know, we, we want to be able to send these guys off to, to AAA and then, you know, ultimately up to Detroit. And, and you know, that's, that's our goal. That's our job is to get these guys ready to play for the Tigers. Um, but I, winning is, is extremely important and teaching these guys to, to, to compete to win. You know, I, like I always tell them, it's, it's one thing to 
compete in the batter's box just to try to get it get your hits or compete on the mound to try to get your your strikeouts um but it's a, it's a whole other thing to to compete to win the game you know and and um that's all that matters when you get up to the big leagues and if they wait until they get to that big league level to 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 try to kind of turn that on and try to learn to compete to win up there it's going to be very difficult for them is it about the 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 head what's in their head as far as the tenacity to kind of eke out that little blooper that might send somebody in yeah no doubt no doubt it's it's uh it's it's you know willpower sometimes uh uh, just getting up there and doing whatever it takes, you know, whatever means necessary to, to get the job done. Let's talk uh, through uh, offense. How are you feeling about the hitting uh, for the Seawolves in 2023? Yeah, uh, we're going to hit. I think I think it's a very strong lineup. It's a very deep lineup. Um, you know, we, we did not have an, a good opening weekend offensively, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, luckily we, we didn't need a, a whole lot of runs with the way we pitched and the way we played defense. Uh, but we're, we're going to need to swing the bats this year, and, 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 and we are. There's no doubt about that. How about fielding? How about the defense? What, do you, what, do you, what are your highlights there? Yeah, we, I thought we played, we played great defense this past weekend. There's, there's going to be guys moving around. We're going we're gonna to want guys to play both infield and outfield. You know, there's, you know, we saw a little bit of that this, uh, this opening weekend with Trey Cruz playing, playing shortstop and playing center field. Uh, you'll, you're going to see Corey Joyce do that. Um, you know, you're going to see a little bit of Gage Workman doing that. Um, we, uh, oh, from infield to outfield. From infield to wow. outfield, okay. yeah. And, and, and we're going to, you know, just, just try to prepare these guys for the way the Tigers are, are playing ball right now. You know, the Tigers ha- have a, a guys that are very versatile, and, 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 you know, we value versatility in this organization. I was going to say, do, do the Tigers have, like, a special philosophy of baseball that may be different than the rest of the majors? Yeah. I, I, I mean, not different than the rest of the majors. There's a lot of teams that, that do this. But uh, I think finding the right matchup each day, um, that may mean, you know, moving a guy from, from the infield to the outfield and, and vice versa. Let's talk about your pitching. Uh, again, the Seawolves have a history of amazing pitchers. What do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts for this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's hard not to be excited about our staff. Um, and, 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 you know, people saw that a little bit this, this past weekend, you know, with, with Wilmer Flores and Ty Madden. Um, we, we, we have uh, well, Herter is, is, is another starter. Um, they all pitched great this, this weekend. They all have uh, tremendous potential. Um, very excited about them. We have a deep bullpen, which is which is always key. I think you know in this league, a lot of games are, are won and lost, you know, because of of your bullpen, and uh, you know we we feel like we're in a good spot. You mentioned last year uh, on the uh, playoff run, the fan energy does make a difference on the field. Talk about that. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, the, the the fans down the stretch and in the playoffs were incredible. You know, we we fed off their energy. It, uh, it it was a lot of fun, and, and you know, I I want to experience that again. I know the guys that were here last year want to experience that again, uh, and, I, and I think, uh, you know, the city wants to experience it again. Well, appreciate it. Uh, good luck on your opening day, Gabe. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Gage Workman uh, from the Erie Sea Wolves. Uh, uh, welcome back to Erie, Gage. Glad to be back. Alrighty, so tell us uh, how your spring has been so far down in Florida, and uh, what are you looking forward to with the new season? I mean, spring was nice in Florida. It was warm down there, so that's a plus. Um, but it was good. Good to be back with all the all the boys and back to playing baseball. 
Uh, did you take the winter off, or did you work all winter? Um, usually, I'd take a take some time off after season, just kind of kick back, relax, recover a little bit. But yeah. then, pretty uh, pretty busy winter, getting back on it. Uh, you you uh, tell us about uh, your offense. Uh, where you where you hitting in the lineup, and uh, what what are your goals for offense this year? Uh, I mean, honestly, offense. We're just trying to win ball games. The more you win, I feel like everybody plays well when you win ball games. So just uh be the be the hitter your team needs at that specific at bat every time yeah the uh anything with the new rules that have uh, kind of changed how you approach the plate uh the rules are they're they're the same for us last year we had the pitch clock and everything so it's just trying to get into your approach quickly in between pitches but nothing's nothing's changed from last year so as far as for fielding goes any uh, goals for that way um, I, I don't set specific number goals um, on fielding, but, I mean, you're, the goal is to make the out every time. So catch balls and, and make throws. It was pretty epic season for the Seawolves, making it all the way to the championship series. Um, can we expect that kind of success this year, you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's for sure the goal. Um, like I said, everyone here wants to win, and I think we have a, a great group of players that are that – are, good players so we we got a shot for sure good luck on opening day thank you appreciate that you've been listening to the joel natale show erie pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>